Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you, ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 to get 15% off your order today. That's code POD15 at FractureMe.com. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That goes for you and any other motherfucking farmers want to try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's going to be consequences and repercussions. What up, what up, what's good? What's poppin', everybody? It's your boy, Trey Frazier, Maestro Styles. Yes, sir. In the building tonight, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on our social media platforms, on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, also on Twitter at Barbershop S-P-O-R-2. Uh, shout out to everybody that's watching us on Facebook Live right now. Uh, you can follow the Facebook page so you can get those notifications of when we do these uh, Facebook live shows. And uh, also shout out to our YouTube watchers also. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we, we approaching the all-star break, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's good, man? What's popping? Cooler, man, cooler. Uh, I get my Pittsburgh still a bias out the way now. Um, happy birthday to Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I still want you to retire, but uh, you are a Hall of Fame quarterback. He coming back. Yeah, he coming back. Um, and I don't want him to. But Hall of Fame quarterback, um, in my eyes, the best quarterback, the best Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback to ever wear the jersey. Uh, happy birthday. And uh, Steelers fan rant ends or appreciation ends. Well, I'll, I'll get to a little bit of team bias a little bit later in the show. Um, you know, I gotta, I gotta talk about my Knicks at some point, but, um, just a little off sports topic for a minute and then we'll get into all the sports stuff. So I found out yesterday that, um, today was supposed to be, I guess, Dr. Seuss day or, um, some other, I, I, I guess they name it something else, but like, there was a lot of stuff going on about how um, kids were supposed to be getting into these Dr. Seuss books and all that. So, mm-hmm. um, and it just so happened that my daughter Natalie came home 
yesterday and every day she's got a little spreadsheet with teachers comments and stuff so um it was show and tell today so the topic for show and tell was you had to bring something that was dr seuss related so um we're like okay we don't have any toys or anything like that like we ain't got no cat in the hat stuff we ain't got no grinch stuff you know floating around but mm -hmm. then i forgot nate had a book uh he had a dr seuss book in his bookshelf so i was like i bet you know we'll, we'll just you know send that with her so i just happened to get on twitter and dr seuss was trending and i'm like okay what's what's going on here like you know her school wants them to you know bring some dr seuss stuff tomorrow and now dr seuss is trending so apparently there is a school district in Virginia. I don't know if it's Northern Virginia or what, but there's some place down in Virginia that has banned all Dr. Seuss books because long before he started creating these books, Dr. Seuss was a racist, right? <laughs> so why so, does that not surprise me? It, it gets better. It gets better. So uh, Tariq Nasheed, uh, everybody know who Tariq Nasheed is. Um, he posted some stuff like there was some cartoons that Dr. Seuss drew back in the day that had the word nigger on it, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, no wonder this dude's trending. Like, we, 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 we starting to put this dude out, you know, on a real, yeah. to real, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And there was like other cartoons that had, um, you know, he drew black people, you know, with the, you know, black faces and stuff mm -hmm. like all and all that stuff. And, you know, the cartoon was talking about, um, you know, you could buy these niggas for, you know, so-and-so I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but sure, it, it, it was to that extent. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> I, 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 I got a boycott now, or I, I just got to not, have no Dr. Seuss stuff in the crib anymore. Yeah, That's where my mind immediately went, right? right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, so me and Debbie was talking about it and she was like, um, she's like, look, so you're going to send your daughter to school without, you know, the only person in school without nothing for show and tell. Hmm. And I was like, well, I mean, now that you think, of, now that you say it that way, and I know how Natalie gets with show and tell, like every, like she wants show and tell to be every day. So, I know how she gets with it, and mm -hmm. yeah, she would definitely be extremely disappointed um, if she didn't go to school with what the teacher wanted them to bring. So I let it ride. She took the book today, um, but I bring this all up just to say that I think it's good that Dr. S the real Dr. Seuss, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all that stuff, you know, gets brought to life because I just learned that. I, yeah. I, I had no idea about those cartoons before he did all those books. Mm -hmm. had, I had no idea of any of that. So I learned something new about Dr. Seuss last night. And I think it's good that this gets put out into the universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we should we should know about that. Um, what'd you do with the book? Um... It's still in her book bag, actually. Okay. Uh, usually, I go through her stuff when we get home. But yeah. I kind of had to go in and out, so it's 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 still in the book bag. I'll probably I I I don't know. My my head is just swirling right. Because now. here's the because here's the thing. 
if this is a if this is a national holiday, things of that, those types of things, um, uh, then this is going to happen next year. Where this stuff gets brought up, right? Where this where this whole con- no where where you know I don't know what the curriculum is at at that school, but mm-hmm. who's to say next year we don't do show and tell in her next grade next year on Doctor Seuss Day, that, that, and then this conver- and then the and then these conversations uh, present themselves again. Yep, yep, that is that, that is true. We'll so I, I I just pulled up I just pulled up something about this just real quickly here, so. Um, I, I didn't know there was a Dr. Seuss Enterprises, but apparently this is this company here. Yeah, of course. So it says that the, the business that preserves and protects the author's legacy, right? Um, it announced that it will no longer publish six books because of racist and insensitive mm-hmm. imagery. Um, so some of the books, and I never heard of this one. It says to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. I never heard of that one. Heard of it. And I don't remember it. it. I, I've heard of oh, it. I don't remember it, but... Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I never heard of that one. And then the other one they're listing here is If I Ran the Zoo. And by the sound of that name, I don't like what could potentially be the imagery of that. But yeah, so they're, they're aware. They're, they're, they're aware sure. of some of the stuff of that's going are. on. Yeah, and of course yeah, they are. They, and they're doing the right thing by pulling these books off the shelf. Okay. So that does that make you feel different about watching The Grinch at Christmas time? Uh, I don't watch The Grinch at Christmas time. Oh, okay. Now, right. My kids now my, do. So you're, not, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, my, my daughter loves watching The Grinch. So you um, do watch The Grinch at Christmas time? <laughs> no, I don't. She does. I mean, it's in your house. I mean, sure, you don't wake up on a Friday's, uh, Friday I don't night. Vi- and, you know, I don't visually watch it, but I guess you're trying to say is if it's on in the house, then it's I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a part of your house. It's a, yeah. It's so a part we, of so you and I, we watch the Grinch. Then is, is yeah, that what you're? I, yeah. I mean, hell okay. for. Okay. I mean, hell for real. Uh, narrated the last Grinch. I love the last Grinch. Okay. And the okay. soundtrack is good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I liked Thing One and Thing Two when when the book came out. Yeah. So I just, yeah, there, I mean, there's some Doctor Seuss stuff that I know, Green Eggs and Ham, and you know, Cat in a Hat and all that, but. Um, yeah, man. Uh, again, I'm glad that this is being brought to light. I'm glad that the company that is trying to preserve his legacy or is preserving his legacy is taking this action. I'm glad that the school district in Virginia took that action. Um, it, it should just be something that should be known. Um, we, we can't yep. just continue to hide this stuff. I don't and, think and nobody think was that, hiding it. I think, I think honestly, what I think is, is that, um, it was something that they did in a time when people were racist and the book should be corrected. I mean, those books that, that, you know, project those negative imageries should be taken off the shelf like they have. And they, they've done that. So um, to me at this point, um, water under the, I don't want water under the bridge is not a good way to describe it, but um, they dealt with it. They dealt with it. That's that's good enough they for did. me. They that's, did. That's good enough for me. They did, and 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 as you can imagine, there are folks that have canceled all of their Doctor Seuss books or anything, mm-hmm. and that's and and that's their business. Um, but you would have to inherently know that the people that run that that company now are racist. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems yeah. like seems like they yeah. saw a problem and fixed it. 
That's what that's what I'm thinking. They just they just had to get in front of it. You know, what uh, I mean? yeah. I mean, I don't know if they was in front of it or not, but I know there was a problem and they fixed it. So, what you want me to say? What you want me to? I mean, yep. if they were currently writing racist books or writing books with that had, uh, you know, racist rhetoric in it, okay, then that's a right. Now, let know, me be clear: they weren't racist. They weren't racist books. They were racist cartoon strips. Okay, well, I mean, whatever. Doctor Sue started doing these books. Sure, any so, publication. No, I just want to be clear. Yeah. About okay. That. All right. Well, whatever he was doing. Yeah. But you're uh, right. Yeah. You're, you're right, though. Any publications? Yeah. So, um, <coughs> yeah. So I, I, I guess as we approach this uh, All Star Weekend, man, this is be the first half of the NBA season wrapping up, and I gotta tell you, I just got a couple of things that's kind of stick out to me you know in the past week leading up to this point um the knicks had a good week um your wizards they had somewhat of a good week i think um, uh we still what? eight one we still won eight of the last 10 if i'm not mistaken so i mean mm-hmm. well that's what i said y'all had yeah. a good week you said somewhat I, I of a good won, week like, two games over the week i think I thought y'all went like two and two or something like that. Mm, I mean, that's yeah. 500 for the week. Mm-hmm. So. Is... Here you go again, insinuating that I'm hating on the Wizards, man. <laughs> I just feel like, bro. <laughs> I just feel but, like. You feel like what? I, I just feel, brother. That's all. I just feel I'm an emotional, sensitive burst oh, person. I just feel right. like when you say things like they somewhat, uh, you know, they, you know. Like what was the what was the Knicks week? What was the Knicks record last week? Uh, the Knicks record last week was three and one. All right, so y'all won one game. Beat up, they beat up on a terrible basketball team, but that hell, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, you know, you beat up on them. No, no, I just feel like somewhat. I feel you though. Okay, the Wizards had a good week. Hey, brother, I didn't didn't ask you to say maybe and. And, and maybe and maybe it's because when you look at the standings, they're still where they're at. I think they're like number 11, 12, 12 in mm-hmm. the standings. I think maybe maybe it's that. But yeah, throughout this past week, they had a good week. They had a good week. But I'll tell you who's not had a good week. And that is the former coach of the Atlanta Hawks, Lloyd Pierce, who was let go. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yesterday, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, and um, I don't like it, man. Um, I don't, I don't like the cutting of the cord and. But did Nate know, McMillan get a did get an interim job behind it? He did, and I and I tell you something else. I learned speaking of learning stuff. I had no idea he was on the Hawks. Neither did I. Neither did I. I. I had no idea until they said that he was going to be the interim. So. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't like this from another, you know, a number of reasons. Obviously, again, you know, another black coach that has a short leash <clears throat> and is not given the opportunity to see this team, you know, go through its, you know, ups and downs until the season finishes. We got that. I think the other thing, too, is, man, you look at this Eastern Conference, bro. Like, I know they, you know, they were 14 and 20 right now, but. They're two and a half games from the eight spot. Yeah, like but like, like like there's time for the Hawks to really make some things happen. And if I'm not mistaken, 
Um, I think we sort of predicted that mm-hmm. they was going to be a playoff team. I stand by it. Like they, like there was some expectations of this team. And, well, and, and maybe go ahead. Uh, uh, what do you think? Who do you think has a better chance of achieving our expectations? Nate McMillan or Lloyd Pierce, who um, it's been been very public that uh, Trey Young, they Trey Young and Lloyd Pierce had have had a strained relationship, um, along with a few other younger players. Um, know that. Yeah, they've had a strained relationship uh, since Trey Young has been there. Um, so as much as I would hate the firing or as much as I hate the firing of a black coach, um, they're 14 and 20 when they had, when they did, they probably were the most active in, um, free agency. Um, and they picked up all these guys, they're 14 and 20 and Trey Young isn't happy. Your star player isn't happy. The Mm -hmm. guy that you, you, um, drafted and expected and is expected. You want to keep him, obviously. Um, he's your bread and butter he's not happy so what do you do uh you bring in a a more experienced coach I mean even if even if just for an interim situation um I can't imagine how Nate McMillan uh I'll be honest with you I can't imagine how Nate McMillan wasn't the coach going in if he was hired on the staff Mm -hmm. like you like you think like they had this sort of set up like they no, knew I, that. no, no, because I, I, you know, we've, you know, Jason Kidd is on a, on a, you know, bench, but he's not a head coach. Um, you know what I'm right. saying? So right. w- there are coaches who've had coaches more. But you know the story there, right? The, the, the story was with the Lake. He's you talking about he's on the Lakers bench, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, well, the story was eventually he was going to get that job because Frank Vogel wasn't going to get them to where they needed to go. Then why and, hire Frank Vogel? You know, that that kind of, I, I I don't know, I don't know, but I'm saying that's what people were saying once sure. they put that coaching staff together. So obviously Frank Vogel and those guys, well, not that he proved them wrong, um, and I think Frank Vogel is a good coach, but when you got LeBron James on your team, LeBron is LeBron, you know what I'm saying? So the, all the noise about Jason Kidd taking Frank Vogel's coaching spot at some point. That got quieted real quick once they got the chip last year. Yeah, well then, well then, more to my argument, mm-hmm. Lloyd Pierce didn't. No, he no, yeah. he 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 didn't. But um, I mean, if you're gonna fire him, if you're gonna fire him, wait till the end of the year, and and see what happens. Why? And not only and not only that, I just realized that there's like this playing scenario this year. So yeah. like the so like the nine and the ten seed could actually compete to get in the playoffs Mm -hmm. yeah so if you got that and you 14 and 20 and you in a bad eastern conference where the i mean the Knicks, we the we the four seed we're a game over 500 and the team's right behind us are right at 500 like that's that's like a that's almost like a a a three game separation between the four spot and the 14th spot in the Mm -hmm. in the east so who's to say the hawks can't Make up ground if they just you know kept the train rolling. We know with the same guy. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, in most situations, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you in in that regard. That makes sense to me. But I mean, at the end of the day, your star player is not happy, and the guy who's inter- interim, being yeah. the interim coach, 
is Nate McMillan. Um, I, you yeah. know, I mean, some would say that Lloyd Pierce should have been the assistant once Nate McMillan was talking about coming to Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so um, he was probably on a short leash. And Nate McMillan is a um, a proven coach. Um, I think we got. I think I got a better chance of my prediction being right of the Hawks going to the playoffs with Nate McMillan coaching than I do with Lloyd Pierce coaching. Um, yeah, I agree with that. If you're talking about the track record and everything, yeah, that 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 makes perfect sense to do that. And I'll just point something else out here too. Um, this is sort of a un. You know, it's sort of an unreal situation when it comes to, you know, what this country is going through with the pandemic and how the NBA has had to make adjustments with teams playing in the bubble in the playoffs last season. And now teams are kind of, you know, coming right back at it, you know, on a shortened offseason for some teams. And when you look at the standings and, and, and particularly in the East, um, there's teams that we expected to be in the playoffs, you know, and be good throughout the entire season, got off to some slow starts. Mm-hmm. The Miami Heat got off to a slow start. The Raptors. The Toronto Raptors mm-hmm. got off to a slow start. The Boston Celtics got off to a slow start and are still somewhat, you know, trying to figure themselves out. You know, so if, you, if, if we're going by that and we have expectations that those are teams that eventually – are going to get themselves together before seasons end. If we have a similar expectation of the Hawks, and I'm just talking about just making a playoffs. I'm not talking about making a run to the Eastern conference finals, because I don't think the Hawks are in any, even not even a position to even make the second round in my opinion. But if, if we're just talking about making a playoffs, I just think you got to give certain teams some time to play catch up, given that, some teams are coming off the bubble. Um, it's a shortened off season. The off season is different in terms of preparation and training camp. And, 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 and I guess if you want to throw in the fact that the Hawks weren't invited to the bubble and they've had a longer off season. So if you want to argue that point, then I could see, you know, somebody coming at me to say, well, Hey, Trey, what about the Hawks not I... playing for almost eight months? Well, you, well, then you're saying my point for them. They don't have the cachet that the Boston Celtics or the Toronto Raptors right. have. So, right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it wasn't, and I wasn't trying to insinuate that they did, but I just think that when you look at these standings and you look at, they got another 30 something games to go and you just gotta yeah, see. Yeah, give okay, me who's gonna, who's gonna separate from the rest of the, you know, from the rest of the pack. Give me Nate McMillan to do that over Lloyd Pierce. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. that's just. As I, I will, as my yeah, argument. and 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 I will say that just based off of the track record, Nate McMillan has taken teams to the playoffs in the past, and I'm not just talking with the Pacers. I mean, didn't he coach the Sonics um, mm-hmm. back in the day and mm-hmm. uh, the, the Blazers? Blazers, so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I would I would totally agree with that. Um, but I would like to see Lloyd Pierce get another coaching opportunity. Yeah, workers work he gotta go back and go back to the drawing board, work his way back up the ranks. I mean, yep. I'm sure yep. he'll get a coaching job, not necessarily a head coaching job, but I'm sure he'll get a coaching job. He'll get his opportunity to work his way back up. If you're gonna tell me the whole thing, well, white coaches don't have to do that, you're one hundred percent right. I, yeah. Look at Luke Walton. Yeah, out, out yeah. in Sacramento. One hundred percent. You you're right. 
I'm that's the plight that that's the plight that a black mm-hmm. coach faces. Um, much much uh, yeah. you know, hope it works out for him this next time coming around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke, Luke Walton got protection though. Oh yeah, and, and not, that's not, just not and that just it, that just is what it is. Yeah, not not only is his, not only is he white, but his daddy is a well known yeah. former NBA player and Hall of Famer. Yeah, so I mean, and and I mean, just look at just look at Luke Walton's coaching track record. He coached the Lakers what two years, right? Was it a year or two years? Two years. Okay, they didn't go nowhere. They didn't make the playoffs, and then the Kings get him what just a year ago, two years ago, mm. and, and 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 it's still you know trying to make the playoffs with that team so he's coached four years and hasn't been to the playoffs so that there's, there's there's something there's a lot wrong there when we know what it is yep we know what it is so um you excited about thing, the oh i'm sorry you excited about the all-star game uh hell no i'm not will you watch it will you watch all-star sunday um uh, I probably will because there's not going to be anything else on TV. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably peep game. Um, I am interested to see uh, Obi Toppin in the dunk contest though. So I'll pro- I, I probably check that out because mm-hmm. I think they're, they're trying to, they're doing something different, right? Like everything's having, in one day. During ha- one day. I think it's during halftime or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. Are you going to watch the All-Star game? Um, I'm going to tell you, yeah, but by Sunday, probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who who knows, man? I, 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 I've been watching the Equalizer on Sundays, man. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I will not be watching the Equalizer. I will not be watching Queen Latifah be the Equalizer. Uh, that's the it's the show's good so far in in my opinion the, sure. the show's good sure I don't I don't I don't want to get into a, a your Sunday night television watching <laughs> uh, I, I, I was just saying it was good that's it <laughs> no no more commentary on that but I was gonna say the other thing that caught my attention um, last week is that the Houston Rockets are on this 12 game losing streak mm-hmm. and not that I've watched any of their games. I know the Nets have played them. I um, think a couple times. Um, the Knicks played them. I think a couple weeks ago, and we we beat them then. I think the eye on, because if the Rockets keep on this free fall, um, Victor Oladipo might be a dude that they might want to, you know, trade and get some assets back. He already want to go to the Heat, apparently. Oh, work? Yeah, he, there's there's a story going around that he wants to go to the Heat. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Which okay. I would like, by the way. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that'd be a that good trade. That would be um, a very good trade. That that would be a good trade for him. Now, what what do you think the Heat would have to give up to get him? Oh, I don't know. I'd probably draft picks. I mean, if it, I'm thinking... Uh, I, I'm I'm not I don't have no I'm just saying that right now uh, knowing that the Heat made it to uh, made it to the finals this time oh not this time but last year um, just on essentially Jimmy Butler's back to get a second dominant score um, would be would be really good for them mm-hmm. would be really yeah. good for them and their chances of going back mm-hmm. yeah there's there's been a lot of talk in New York about. Uh, the Knicks possibly uh, making a trade for Victor Oladipo. 
Um, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Um, I think it just depends on what they give up to go get them. Mm-hmm. And what well, he's averaging 19 points a game, I think. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think um, if, you, if you don't have to give up much for him, then I would say, okay, go for it. But if What's too much? Me, too much would be R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quigley, uh, and maybe a draft pick or two. So too much would be a player and a draft pick? Um, Those or, specific or, players. Or players. Or players yeah. and a draft pick, yes. Okay. I, I, I think that would be too much. Like, I think I think a couple of second rounders, I, w- I would go a couple of second rounders and maybe one of those three guys, whether it's Barrett, Quigley, or Obi. Okay. I, I, I think that would be a much more softer compensation than just giving up all the first and plus players. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but that, that would be interesting. Uh, what they would the heat if he ends up there yeah so i'm wondering what the what's wrong with the rockets like i haven't watched any of their games um i I mean look i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that i felt like the rockets um were gonna be a good team um meaning i I mean you had them in the playoffs though um i don't think i did trey i don't think i did think we got to go back to the videotape we might have to um because i would love to know what my thought process was i don't they're not a good team to me okay i think i think i had them oh i think i might have had them in if we were talking about with james harden but i had him uh if james harden was on the team because james harden was on the team then maybe that's why i said you paint the scenario that if he somehow got traded got traded yeah i I, in fact i said exactly um, I'm going to treat it as if James Harden is not going anywhere. And if James Harden is not going anywhere, they're a playoff yeah. team. I think I had him at a six seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I had him out, but I didn't necessarily have them being this bad. Right. So mm-hmm. we know the Western conference is a loaded conference and I thought that they would probably end up ninth or 10th, but they'd probably still be over 500 in the West. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I I guess they just fallen in love with too much small ball, man. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I mean, call it a spade a spade. John Wall is a great player. He's not that uh, this scorer. He's not mm-hmm. that scorer that's going to take them over the top like James Harden was. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's crazy. Anything, uh, anything catch your eye in the NBA Man, over the? Oh, week? in the NBA, no. In the NBA, <laughs> no, no. I, I I have I have some uh some some conversations that are near and dear to my heart though. Okay, well, hey, get get one started. <coughs> so hey, go ahead, get one started. No, nah, man, this I have two things that that came across my radar today, man. Um, so I'm sure you uh or maybe you do maybe you do or don't know, but those um can I venture into wrestling for a second? Wrestling. Wrestling. We talking. Yes. We talking wrestling on the. We on the are podcast talking today? wrestling today. Um, uh, Bow Wow is uh on. planning on joining the uh, WWE. That's not my. That's not the. That's not where my story goes though. So, um, let's say this. So, in short. Soldier Boy came out with a tweet that said, in quote, 
rap game faker than WWE. How do you feel about that statement? Rap game faker than the WWE. Um, uh, I don't rock with that statement. Tell me why? Not, not at, at 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 all. Really? Uh, bu- bu- you said the said the rap. The game rap game is faker. The rap game, faker. not the music, not the genre, not the music you listen to and love. So which, maybe, but, so maybe that's what I'm. But that's where my mind. That's where my mind. Well, because I'm well, like. Well, I'm uh, like, okay, those bars, those bars is like the bars they spit. That's, I mean, that's real. At least for some of the guys, uh, not, not, not all, not all the guys. Trey, um, I think that is one of the realest tweets ever. (laughs) Um, most of these niggas are lying. When we were growing up. Well, yes, I agree. I agree with that. Most of these niggas are lying. Even the, even the people that that um you know live some of that you know live some of the stuff they're talking about even yeah. they um exercise a hyperbole so mm. i that's not a that's not a that's a true mm. that's a real tweet so let's so let's compare the talent of being a rapper to the talent of being a wrestler well um I, that's not that's not what uh that's not what um that's that that's not what he's insinuating then. Um no, no. But um I, well, I let me say this. Obviously I don't know what he means, but what I think he means mm-hmm. is is that there is um like for instance, rap beef. A lot of that shit yeah. don't be really real. A lot yeah. So you know, much like wrestling, they go out there and be like, "Oh, you know, they you know they wrestle and they talk about they hate you and they fight each other and argue when you know bicker amongst mm-hmm. each other and it's for it's a show. It's for us uh, or yeah. wrestling fans to be entertained. Yeah, right. Such is rap. Such such is rap. Mm-hmm. More so, maybe more so now than ever. Um, but a lot of that shit just be fake. People be beefing and it don't be real. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, it's like they say very personal things sometimes in records and see each other and it don't be on site. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they, yep. they, like people threaten each other on rap records. I'm gonna shoot you, whoop, whoop, whoop. Yep. And niggas um, don't be getting shot. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and yeah. that's not to say I'm advocating people getting shot. That's just saying that that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I watch people on Instagram all the time talking about what they're going to do to somebody and whoop, whoop, whoop. And, yeah. and it's, I, I saw 6 9 I mean, last week. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just like come on, man. 6 9 That's <laughs> 6 The reason why 6 9 was so effective is because. He did a whole bunch of barking and and no fucking biting. Yep. <clears throat> but um, to to further the story, uh, wrestling legend uh, Randy Orton um, responded to uh, to um, Soldier Boy and basically was like, "See me." Mm-hmm. Like you, you thinking you think this shit is fake? We go out. Every, you know, 200 days out of 365, we be hurt, we be injured, and we come out here and we perform every night. Come out here and see it. Like, he, I mean, I don't remember the, the tweet 
verbatim, but he called Soldier Boy a bitch on um on Twitter. Um, like they mm-hmm. was going back and forth, like on on some Twitter rant shit, saying that wrestling is emphatically not fake. Um, when uh while the physical you know the physical the physicality of wrestling is not fake yeah um i think randy orton clearly missed the message that soldier boy was trying to convey meaning uh the rap game is fake like how you will uh, randy orton to go out there and you know tell i don't know I don't. I mean, I don't. You know, watch wrestling. I so I go tell his adversary. His adversary. You know, get on there and I'm a fucking kill. I don't know whoever the other wrestler is. And when they get off the stage and out of the camera, they cool. That's what they mean. Um, I mean, one of the uh, like, there are world-renowned wrestling beefs. And those two wrestlers are best friends. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, comparison, really. so that comparison where you're talking about guys barking at each other and no bite, yeah, that that these niggas be a lot of these comparison. niggas be friends. I think these niggas be friends a lot of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like it, like in the rap game. And, yeah, you know these guys. I think, guys I, think lab- I think these. I think labels or managers or whoever. Uh, mm-hmm. speak with one another and say, ooh, both of our numbers would go crazy if you say, I don't like you, and you's a bitch-ass yeah. nigga, and then you respond with, I will fucking kill you, and we eat that shit up. And a lot of times, that shit don't be real. Yeah. Man, I can't believe we're having a wrestling topic related to uh, the rap game <laughs> on, mm. on the show today. I mean, you know, I mean, you know. I, I I just it's 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 real. It's it's not wrestling is for those who don't know <laughs> these stories in wrestling. If you, if you don't know by now, if you don't know by now, <laughs> the stories and the beef, a lot of that shit be fake. Now I don't I don't I don't doubt that some wrestlers have real issues with other wrestlers. That's you know that you know that's just human nature for somebody to have an issue with somebody else. Um, but the shit that you see on camera, y'all, it's not real. They don't really dislike each other more times than that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just to put on the show. No, I remember, I remember when my nieces and nephews, uh, my sister was telling me a story about how my nieces and nephews, this happened maybe, I want to say maybe three or four years ago. She took them to, um... One of, one of the wrestling events, I think it was WrestleMania or some shit, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and um, because it was in Georgia that year, and uh, I, you know, I think that's when they realized, oh shit, mm-hmm. this ain't real. Oh, uh, you know, it like yeah, I, I, you know, it's entertaining, I'm sure, for those who watch it, um, but it's not real. Uh, Randy Orton, you got you got to relax, brother. Nobody's telling you. Nobody's taking shots at your job. Um, we know we know that you work hard. We know like anybody who knows know the work you put in as a wrestler. Um, I mean, if I could respect Stone Cold Steve Austin, if I could respect the Undertaker, Bret Hart, rest in peace, Sean uh, 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 Michaels. Uh, like I mean, wrestlers have died behind this shit. Ultimate Warrior, uh, 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 
Eddie Guerrero. Bama's have died behind this wrestling wrestling shit and made you know. Uh, so Chris Benoit, like I'm not a big wrestling fan. I just know because I listen to rap. Mm-hmm. Rappers love wrestling, so I know by just listening to rap records. Um, mm-hmm. but the shit is fake, and the 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 storylines and all that is just like the rap game. Um, Randy mm-hmm. Orton, nobody in no sh- uh, shape, form, or fashion, I don't think anyway, was insulting um, mm-hmm. the the physical work and the mental strain it may take to do your job on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. But the stories are fake. You're, you're going out and you're performing. And, and there's nothing I, wrong with it, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from with that. And I'll, I'll just kind of echo again that that earlier comparison where you're just talking about guys barking and just not really ain't about the smoke and really just being friends, but just kind of faking it, you know, for the camera. Um, that's that's true. That that That's true in both the rap game and in wrestling. Um, when, when you first brought this up, my mind just immediately went to uh, the lyrics and, 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 and I agree. Um, some of the lyrics that these guys rap about, they don't live it. I mean, them, most of these guys don't live it. Yeah, them niggas um, be lying too. But, but, for the, but for the dudes that do, have, have lived the lyrics that they spit, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep them in consideration and say, okay, Y'all just the y'all just uh, a, a tad more realer, you know these professional wrestlers there just from that context. Sure, but even but I, those, but, I get you. but even those dudes exercise that in hyperbole. Yeah, they do. I I, I agree every with that single every and again, it's just all for. It's all for show. It's all for the camera. Even if it's just to paint the picture. It, 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 even if it's just to paint the image. The picture, yeah, even if it's just to paint the picture of the message they're trying to convey in that record. I mean, yep. it's poetry. Poetry um exercises in figurative language. It don't necessarily, you know, that's just what it is. That yeah. by definition, it exercises figurative language. If it's a metaphor, if it's a simile, um, you know, if it's hyperbole, it act they exercise in figurative language um to get their point across or to uh convey to you it's that real to them, mm-hmm. even if it's not, but yeah. you know, right. 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 But rap is the wrestling game. Yeah. Um, um you got something else? I do, man. I do, yeah, man. Yeah. These, go, these go are ahead. the one, these are the stories that, that were near and dear to my heart today. Um, so Jersey retirements. Um, you remember the conversation that we had about Jersey retirements? I think we were talking about Todd Gurley. I think Kevin Garnett was a name we t- discussed, right? Well, I think the story, the story that that I remember was when we spoke mm-hmm. about uh, Todd Gurley taking Deion Sanders' jersey number, okay. Okay. and that you know, Todd, and, you know, we talked about why Deion Sanders' jersey number wasn't retired, number twenty one, um, yep. to number twenty one, this, that, and mm-hmm. the third. So, yeah. um. I've come to find out, and um, I've come to find out today that teams do emphatically retire jersey numbers. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that you know, I think you mean you mean in general. You found that out? Yes, in, in general, general, they do do that. Um, I can give you an example of oh. a player. I can give you an example of players' jersey I numbers. I guess I, I guess I'm stunned that you found this out 
in general. I guess, I guess that's where I'm okay. surprised at. Well, uh, Pat Tillman of the Arizona Cardinals jerseys number is retired. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, um, Are we uh, talking just NFL? I'm talking NFL for this story in particular, yes. Oh, okay. okay. Um, uh, so, did you know that uh, Steve Largent's jersey mm-hmm. was retired and emphatically unretired for Jerry Rice? I didn't know that. Yes, Steve, Steve Largent didn't like it, mm-hmm. never said anything because he didn't want to make it seem like it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a player for the Denver Broncos whose name is Frank Tripica. He his number eighteen was retired by the Denver Broncos and unretired for, for Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. That yep, I remember that story though. That does okay. sound familiar. I that just I just familiar. didn't I didn't know who the player was, mm-hmm. but I do recall that when they first signed Peyton. That he wanted number eighteen, and they was they they was bullying homeboy to give up that eighteen. Okay, so the story of the day: uh, the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. had a player by the name of Marshall Goldberg, who mm-hmm. played for the Cardinals the last time they won a championship, and his number ninety nine was mm-hmm. retired in 2006 shortly after uh uh Marshall Goldberg passed. Okay. The number has been officially unretired because of JJ Watt before J- for JJ Watt. Really? Uh, yes. Um now I was ready to kill. I was ready to attack JJ Watt and all those things be, uh, before I found out that the daughter of Marshall Goldberg approved this unretired, you know, approved JJ Watt mm-hmm. to um, wear the number. So I, so no issue there. Mm-hmm. My issue is though, is that the Arizona Cardinals, the franchise, mm-hmm. didn't let nobody know nothing like. JJ Watt didn't yeah. know, but JJ Watt didn't know that this player existed, that the number was retired, or none of that when he signed this contract. Um, you know, obviously two years, thirty, what, thirty-one million, twenty-three mm-hmm. guaranteed. Yep. Um that 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 number was retired. And have he not had worked that out with um the you know, the descendant of the daughter of Marshall Goldberg, um the Cardinals with mm-hmm. was willing to tarnish the legacy, and that's the way I see it. They're, in my opinion, that's just the way I see it. Tarnish mm-hmm. the legacy of that player that you decided to honor. Mm-hmm. So, who's to say they won't do that to Pat Tillman 30 years from now? Right. Uh, who's to say that they won't do that to Larry Fitzgerald if they decide to retire his number when he... Um, when he retires one day, um, I have an issue with the Cardinals um, organization for them to feel like, or or and not just them, any. Organization, I was just going to say any organization you mentioned because you mentioned the Broncos and the Seahawks. Yeah, the I don't like thing. that. I don't like it. So I don't so, like it. Yes. Yeah. So 
here's here's my opinion on it and i'm 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 glad that you kind of stuck it to just the nfl because i was more so in a general you know i was thinking Mm -hmm. about it from a general standpoint including the nba baseball and whatever um i know the celtics have like god like 20 30 different retired numbers yeah and and at some point at some point they're coming out they're gonna have to you know bring those numbers out I mean, you could you could retire so many numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know any NFL team that has that many retired numbers. Um, so that's what makes it so difficult for me to side with any team that does this. Yeah, I mean, if you look around the league, there might be at best, I, and I, I say this at best, and I'm just guessing, mm-hmm. eight to nine retired numbers per team. Yeah. Um. And I, and I'm talking about like the I'm talking about like teams like the Steelers, the Niners. Yeah. Uh, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Bay. I'm well, let me let me teams. let me say this. Let me just for for context. Dallas has not retired a jersey number. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Raiders that haven't, and there's another team I'm forgetting. Um, but Bengals the, maybe. I don't I don't remember what the third team was, but I, I was okay. literally reading this um before or, we got or maybe on. it's the Bengals. Maybe it's the Bengals don't have a ring of honor. I, I think that's what it is. I, I've, I I've heard conversations about Cincinnati um not honoring their alumni, mm-hmm. but I think it was in the context of them not having a ring of honor, not so much retiring a person's number. But yeah. um but yeah, I, I I can't side with the team on that when you don't have that many retired numbers to begin with. Yeah. Um, but see, here's the I, thing. I, 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 the sorry. NFL ain't going nowhere. So, mm-hmm. you know, 50 years down the line, um, I, I mean, if we if we got to if we got to, you know, play speculation. I mean, we got we got guys that might deserve some number retiring. Patrick Mahomes, Eric Donald, uh, Aaron, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, you know, yeah. like the Patriots would be even some of the retire, even some of the players that aren't playing now that don't have their jersey yeah, numbers retired. Jerome Bettis, uh, Troy Polamalu, Ed Reed, uh, like Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. we, there's yeah. plenty of players who you would think uh, for what they meant to the franchise, their numbers mm-hmm. should be retired. So if they start hanging their hats on that. Um, I mean, cause look, man, um, there's a lot of, I, I, and you know, I guess I'm, you know, talking in circles. There's a lot of players that should have their number retired. The, uh, and, and and officially and officially, I am officially now because of this here. I am officially now of the belief that numbers should not be retired in sports. Give them a ring of honor. Give them. I would. Yeah, I would say let it be the ring of honor, and that's just it. Because numbers are numbers, and again, just kind of going back to the Celtics example, at some point. You're going to run out of numbers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the NFL is not there yet where a franchise, you know, has that many retired numbers. Right. So if they decide if they decided we're going to keep the tradition of retiring numbers, then I'm fine with it. 
I would also be fine with it if a player got traded, and and I'll I'll use JJ Watt as an example. I know he wasn't traded; he signed a free agency. Um, if a player um, wants a number, then he's got to pay for. He's number one. He's got to if that number's retired, he's got to talk to that Shit. person, or he's got to talk to the family that 100%. represents that person. One hundred percent. Um, you you can't just come out to the organization and say, "Hey, I want this number." And then the organization grants your wish. Now I don't know if that was the case. That is the, the case. Cardinals. Uh, well, I don't know about that the Cardinals. Was the case. I don't know about what the Cardinals okay. did. I know that the daughter okay. has approved. He said he didn't know. Okay. He said it's to what said to a reporter he didn't know, mm-hmm. and then that um, and then that he spoke went and spoke to the daughter of Marshall Goldberg, and she approved. Um, she even put out a statement saying, you know, with wow, it's an honor and all those things. Um, I'm sure that my father would be OK with it. So I'm OK with it. Right. right. So uh, so there is no I have an issue with the teams because um, this article that I was reading in pro football that that where I heard all this, um, they were saying something to the effect of um would J.J. Watt have signed with the Cardinals if he couldn't, if he, if there would have been an issue with him wearing his number? I think that's a pretty good question. And, um, and, and if they thought that it might be an issue, mm-hmm. they might not say nothing to him because they want to make sure they sign him, get him in the off, get him in the building and then try to flesh out. The, you know, yeah. flesh it out, but now J.J. Watt feeling some kind of way about who he playing for because he can't wear his number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, I had no idea that even players consider that. Um, that, that, that that's and I don't know mean. that they do or don't. I mean, I know numbers are a thing. I mean, we just talked about last week or, uh, mm-hmm. about Carson Wentz and, the Mike, Mark, uh, and Michael, Michael Pittman. Pittman Jr. Yeah, yeah. so um, yeah. And you know we're not even talking about retirees. And, I, and I'm with and I'm with Michael Pittman. If I wasn't clear last week, I'm with Michael Pittman. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, people do have, um, you know, idiosyncrasies about the jersey number that they wear. So that could have been the reason that you know JJ Watt went to another team, especially because there were other teams willing to pay him more money. From what I'm understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I was surprised. Um, so yesterday, um, my homie at work, he was like, "Yeah, JJ Watt got signed," and I was like, "Oh, okay, he must have went to the Browns." He was like, mm-hmm. "Nah, oh, he went to Green Bay." No, yeah, right. Oh, he went to Buffalo. No, I was like, "What?" Because those were the three teams that were in the like were the favorite. Yeah. to get JJ Watt, mm-hmm. and when he told me the Cardinals, I was like, "The Cardinals." And I just, in the beginning, I just didn't like the fit, but then I kind of, you know, traced back to DeAndre Mm -hmm. Hopkins, and I think he had a play in a part of getting J.J. Watt over to Arizona. And And now there's this talk, there's this talk now about Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson. Now that conversation is happening, you know, uh, in mainstream media now. Um I, I, I don't know a, how I don't know how real that is. Um, I think it's a zero percent chance. Yeah, happening. sure. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you. By the way, <laughs> but I'll say this, man. 
JJ Watt and Chandler Jones coming off. I know they're a little. It's, it's semi scary. Yeah, they got a good secondary. It's semi scary. Yeah, they got a good secondary. They have a decent offense. I think they need a uh, mm-hmm. you know a dominant running back, and we not necessarily uh, confident in um, Kenyon Drake. coach. We not necessarily. Uh, yeah, he's not a dominant running back. You know, as respectful as I could say it. Um, I wouldn't call him sorry. I, I agree with you there. Yeah, I but but if you look at this team, mm-hmm. um, this is a good move, man. They are um, I think they're a good running back away from being the best team in the West. Yeah, I was about to say, um, I don't think JJ Watt is the missing piece. They need other pieces to go along with this team, and you mentioned you know the running back position, and I think they could use a dynamic runner to go along with Kyler Murray and uh, Kenyon Drake in that backfield. Um, I think they're good at receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they're good on defense, especially the secondary. And now you get JJ Watt um, to rush the passer and, you know, you hope he can hold up. I know we played 16 games this past year, but. And you're not um, even looking at him to be a, you know, to be that guy. No, you're not, you're not, but. He's had a history of injuries over mm-hmm. the last three, four years now. Um, J.J. Watt is not going to be 20-sack J.J. Watt. Yeah. He might be five or six-sack J.J. Watt. And I that just may be good enough for that defense. That may be good enough for that defense. Yeah, I think he can get to seven to eight. Mm-hmm. I That's think possible, he can get to, too. Yeah, I, I think he can get to seven to eight sacks. Um, the leadership that he's going to bring in that team in that uh mm-hmm. in, the, in that locker room, mm-hmm. um, I I think they are. I think if if you know, I know a lot of people say um that you know we're not necessarily sure about the coach and um that's valid, mm-hmm. but I think yeah. get the running game, get you know just get a dominant runner, a better just a you know get the running game a little bit better. I I, I think this is the best. Te- this could be the best team in the West. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, San Francisco's lurking. Um, yeah, they gotta sure. Get healthy, obviously. So are the Rams, but Matthew Stafford ain't going to be running for his life. He's going to be ducking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. But uh, the Rams could say the same thing. Teams that play the Rams going, they going to say, "Yo, they y'all going to be ducking too." So, well, no, Kyler Murray can run. Well, I said other teams. I didn't say specifically. Oh, the yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, the Rams have a guy that <laughs> can get after the quarterback. Also, um, I, I think when you look at that team, that was there's nobody on that defense that I mean you're really scared of other than Bobby Wagner. And Bobby Wagner's not a, not a guy that rushes the passer. He's a guy that you know plays the run very well. So. And, you know, and, 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 and speaking of speaking of the Seahawks, it's it's not. And and, and speaking of the Seahawks, I, I I didn't have this in my notes, but I I do got to bring this up because there's been a lot of talk about Russell Wilson and his camp, and the fact and the thing that's going around is is that even though he didn't request a trade, that the people in his camp have requested a trade and there's i guess these four teams that i don't know that they, they, they've even that requested a trade prefers. yeah well that's the rumor okay anyway, that's the rumor and there and there's these four teams 
And I think the four teams is New Orleans, the Raiders, the Bears, and the Cowboys, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Those are the four that seem to be a part of this story about Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know what to think anymore. Because one, one, one moment, it's Russell's safe. He's not going anywhere. You know, then it's, oh, he's unhappy with, you know, not being involved with making the decisions. Then it's a source saying Russell Wilson will not, and that's in bold caps, not be traded. And now you get this story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know what to make of it, bro. And don't forget all the rumors like the during C- the year. with this. Don't forget During the Giants the rumors. About what? The Giants rumors. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, I didn't forget that one. Um, yeah. So I, I don't I don't know what to make of it. Like, is this is this Sierra not wanting to live in Seattle? Like, I, you know, I, I, I bring that part of it up because Sierra, um, she's she's got some bank. You know what I'm saying? I mean, her career is not what it was musically, but. You know, she has a name for herself. And I would argue that her career is better now. I would argue now that her career is better. I would argue that her career is better now than it has been the entire time she was popular. Oh, she owns yeah, all the I, masters. I, I, yeah, and I wasn't trying to win. I know what you're saying. I know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, and, and and I would right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was more so saying like musically, like putting out albums and stuff well, she's like still that. Out like, music, she's not though. doing that like she once did. But not like she once did sure. when she first came out. Sure. Yeah, but, I mean, you know. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I hold I get the her. sense that... I, I get the sense that... Does she, you know... I'm, and I'm asking these, you know, asking these questions in my head. Like, does she want to go to the A? Does she want to go back home? Does she want to go to New York? Do she want to go to LA? Like, what, you know, is, is, she, is she pulling the cards here? You know, because we... we we, we we throw this narrative out there about players in the NBA from time to time. Sometimes, you know, people mention, um, you know, a player's wife, for example, wants to do this or do that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember when Melo, I remember when Melo was with the Knicks and, you know, we, we, we was about to, you know, trade him and whatnot. And people kept talking about, well, Lala's doing movies now and, you know, she's doing this. She's got her own production company and all that stuff. So people was like, oh, he might go to L.A. or, you know, he, he might go someplace else. So it, 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 you don't get that a lot with the NFL, you know, with players like this. So, well, you know, I, I don't I, think- I don't think so much that you don't get it with the NFL. Um, I don't know. I don't know a NFL player that is married to a entertainment star, the caliber of Sierra. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know, I, and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I don't know. Um, so, with that being said, um, you know, I would imagine well, Brady. Brady got Giselle, um, <laughs> and I don't know the extent of how she. You know, I just don't know the. Ex- well, I'll say this: when she, when they were living in New England, she got bread. Apparently. Yeah. You know, mm. like she can move how she want to move. I would imagine, um, and that's not to say Sierra can't. Yeah, right. Um, mm. I I don't know that I don't know how they work that dynamic out. How, I mean, is Boston how far is Boston from New York? Four hours. Okay, that seems that seems like a lot to do if you were trying to work 
you know, because she was because Giselle's a model. That seems like a lot to travel if she's trying to work. But um, but even if you're in the middle, right? Like even if you live in Connecticut, you could still get to New York in two hours. Two hours, still right? Get to Boston in two hours. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, so not that I know where they lived, but that's a, that's a reality. Yeah. Um, but all that to say, um, getting back to the Russell Wilson trade rumors, um, hey man, I also heard that he wouldn't have a problem playing in, uh, Dallas. Yeah, that was um, one of the teams I mentioned. Yeah, I, I, I say that to say, um, that Russell Wilson is the you know the focal point of the team, but they don't have a running game or an offensive line, and and haven't had one for maybe two three years. For a while, yeah. So and yet they and yet they, and yet they still get to the playoffs every year, right? So I mean, while you speaking about Sierra, I mean I could get that Russell Wilson would be a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Now. Now. Um, I think when people hear that, they're going to automatically go toward the money that he's making on the contract that the Seahawks gave. It's not Russell Wilson problem. He deserves, to me, he deserves that contract. And more important than that. You're looking back, if you're looking back over the course of his career, of him being there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Legion of Boom or no Legion of Boom. That team has made the playoffs consistently. Yeah. I think they missed one year. I think they missed one year. Out of his whole what nine years now that he's been there, and that's not so, Russell Wilson problem. Yeah, y'all no. got to figure that out. No, I, I don't got to figure I, that out. I, I, I've I've said this for every team that has had to pay their quarterback. You have general managers for a reason. Exactly. Draft your ass off. Exactly. Or or, or get that or get that. Or out. however, or however, if, you know, I mean, if you get it done, if you figure out how to get it done through free agency, however you mm. figure it out. Um, your right. job is to keep your your main asset happy and to win Super Bowls. That's your job as the That's GM. It. So That's you figure it, it out. I'm not. I, I I'm not. I mean, and, and if if you're a player that would take a pay cut for all that, mm-hmm. more power to you. But mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is at the, like his money window is mm-hmm. not going to be open for that much longer. No. So no, yeah, he. I'm not taking no shorts right now. This is when I need to be getting paid. Yeah, right, right. And 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 you speak and you speak of the money. And I'm thinking about okay, who's <coughs> gonna take that contract if there is a thought of him being traded? Right? Because well, I was um, listening to Stephen A. talk, and they was making it seem like um, that his contract right now. It's not mm. as bad as um, as we're making it out to be, um, mm. and that Dallas could emphatically infor- afford it if that were an option. So his contract right now is probably backloaded. Like he he might be getting, and I'm just throw a number out there. He might be getting twenty four this past season, and then maybe he's getting those. 30 millions on the back end of his contract. Maybe. I I, I don't know his contract, so and, I ain't going to pretend and, like I do. And before you, and before teams even get to that point, they'll just sit down with the player and say, hey, let's just stretch this thing out over the course of, instead of two years, let's stretch it out to another four or five years mm-hmm. and just split the money that way. This mm-hmm. way there'll be some money 
left in the cap so that they could, you know, try to get some other players in free agency. Yeah. Um, I, I, I said, I just said all that to say Russ. Um, well, let me say this. I don't think Russell Wilson's going anywhere. Let me just get that out of the way. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think, I don't think he is either. Um, I don't think he is either. I, as much yeah, people, as people getting too happy with the people getting too happy with the, you know, the quarterback movement and stuff. I mean, since we've had two trades happen already and a possible third um, could be happening either before the draft or after the draft. I still yeah. say Deshaun Watson is getting traded. They, the Texans can tell me they could blow smoke all they want, but mm-hmm. he, he, he clearly doesn't want to be there. And at some point, you're going to have to take the best deal that's out there. Even yeah. if it means you got to move them over to Miami, which is in your conference, or the Jets, which is in your conference. At yeah. some point, you're going to have to do that. I also read that Dak has said, or, you know, he deserves to be right behind Patrick Mahomes money-wise, all the way forward. Behind Patrick Mahomes? Like in terms, so he should get, a better contract than Patrick Mahomes? No, no, right behind. There? No, he should be right behind Patrick Mahomes' money. Right behind Mahomes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I guess that, I mean, I guess that implies hey, he should be the second highest paid quarterback in the league. I'd be happy for him if he could pull that off. Um. Even if it's not with Dallas. Even if it's, yeah, right, right. Um. But I think when you looked at that Dallas season, I think he's shown you that he is the MVP of that football team. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Um, you know, so he he enhanced his pain potential by not playing. I think Ben DiNucci what that team was doing without him. I think Ben DiNucci, Andy Dalton, and 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 Garrett Gilbert, whoever the guy was that gave Pittsburgh a run for their money, all um all solidified and raised Dak Prescott's mm-hmm. stock for him. Um, they would be in my they would be setting their franchise back by not giving him whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in my mind, he should be paid right behind Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I and I think Jerry Jones needs to stop playing around and go ahead and give Dak that fifth year. I think that's been kind of the rumor that's been going around is is that uh, they want to give him five years and Dak just wants to get the four-year deal. And I think that has a lot to do with the cap going up expeditiously um, by that time that fourth year arrives. So I think Dak is looking at that and saying, okay, I want to have an yeah. opportunity to make some more money. And that's yeah. smart. Yeah. That, 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 that's smart on his They're going to have to give him what he wants. Yeah, yeah. You 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 can't tag him again. You you just can't do it. Um, I, I, and if they do, Dak need to sit out. Mm. Period. Yeah, that 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 that's making a statement right there. Period. He need to sit out. That 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 that's making a statement. There's people there's people that still believe that he's gonna end up somewhere else. I, I'm, I'm one of them. That. I'm one of them. I'm 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 not surprised about that. I'm one of them. I don't think they get a long-term deal done. Mm, okay. I don't. Huh? I don't. I think they're going to. I think they. I think they're going to try to franchise him again, mm-hmm. and he going. And I would hope he sits out. Yeah. I would hope he sits out. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we know the short history with that. When you tag a quarterback twice, he, he's gone, i.e. Kirk Cousins. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of uh, Kirk Cousins and the team that he used to play for, um, I've heard that they are expected to cut Alex Smith at yeah. some point this offseason, mm-hmm. if not uh, later than sooner. Um, I'm not surprised. Um, no. I think... $19 million. Alex Smith needs to just retire at this point. Um, I'm happy that he came back, um, that he played, that he, you know, overcame the leg and all that good stuff. Won, he won comeback player of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pra- um, you know, happy for you, man. But um, no, nobody want to see you anymore. In, in, in I disagree. Football. I disagree vehemently. What? That nobody would want to see him? Yeah, I think I think a few teams would pick Alex Smith up right now. <sighs> oh God. Okay. <laughs> Telling me Chicago wouldn't pick him up right now? Uh. They wouldn't pay. They probably wouldn't have to. Pay, they probably wouldn't pay him nineteen million dollars, but they probably eight. would. Now that I'm saying yeah, thinking about it, they probably would. Yeah, they dumbasses would. Like, think Jacksonville I'm, wouldn't pick him up right now? Uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville with the, Jaguars with the, with the, with the, the number, number one, one pick. pick. You think you think you think he wouldn't sit there and play and play big brother to Trevor Lawrence? So are you are you insinuating that he would start? No, I'm insinuating that I'm insinuating that as a former number one pick. That he would he would sit there and and give Trevor Lawrence game. Oh, okay. So you're talking of okay, because I'm I'm thinking of it as nobody wants to see him start anymore. I, I wasn't clear about that. Oh, okay. Uh, n- nobody wants to see him start anymore. But if you're talking about, you know, him being a veteran backup at this point, then yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But that means he might have to play. Yeah. It means he might have to start a few games, it, and, it, it, and it Alex Smith can start a few to. games, and Alex Smith can start a few games. It, it it depends on what team he go to. If he go to the Bears, he definitely starting. <laughs> um, I I I um, I guess it was I was watching ESPN today. I guess it was uh somebody saying, "What about him going back to San Fran under mm. Jimmy G?" To be on the bench, right? Yeah, under not Jimmy to, G. Not, not to replace him. Okay. No, okay. just under Jim. Yeah, like he okay. got. Okay. And if I'm if I'm Alex Smith, I've been missed. I missed out on a couple of years of getting paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. let me go ahead and collect a couple of bags what, before what, I'm on what, my what way. What backups out. get? They be get like ten, twelve million dollars, right? I, I, you know, I know. If I'm not mistaken, he got paid nineteen last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would. I would expect that number is right around the twelve. Eleven million dollar mark for yeah. backup. If you sign a one year, if you deal, if you if you were a if you you know the upper echelon backup, yeah, mm-hmm. probably that. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I go get that in Jacksonville under the assumption that he's that Trevor Lawrence is going to play sixteen games? Yeah, yeah, that that that's true. Um, so I just got one more thing, man. So. I just want to show the ladies some love. Um, so the Atlanta Dream, uh, one of the WNBA franchises, um, had a change of ownership this past week. 
and some history was made. Um, some great history was made. Um, Renee Montgomery, who's a former WNBA player, mm-hmm. um, is a part of a new investment group that has purchased the Atlanta Dream along with her and uh, a couple of other individuals. Um, I want to give her a shout out shout for out to her. making history, number yeah. one. Um, number two, and I don't think we discussed this while teams were playing in a bubble and they had those games, you know, postponed because the players were electing not to play because of what was going on. Um, the former owner of the Atlanta Dream, I forget her name. She was a senator. Some racist junk. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. She was one that came out and was like, I'm not rocking with, you know, with the girls, you know, protesting throughout the game and all the messages and all that stuff. And she caught a lot of smoke and and rightfully so. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm glad to see her not in this, you know, a part of this ownership anymore. Yeah. And, you know, the girls, they took a major step forward. Um, they let their voices be heard and a change was made. And I'm, and I'm very happy for these individuals and in particular Renee Montgomery because yeah. she used to be a former player. Congrats. The- so, congrats. So congrats to her. Um, you got anything else, man? The last thing I got, man, is I am sick and tired of um, sports platforms that are as prominent and uh, rich and well-resourced as ESPN making mistakes like um, confusing future with two chains. So there was where there was some type of a advertisement or a social media post. I don't know where it came from, who who you know, but they were talking about March Madness. Obviously, Future has um, you know the popular song March Madness. And obviously, that's a that's a layup. With anytime March Madness, NCAA March Madness, all that comes around, it's a layup for the future song to be, you know, involved in the marketing in the marketing material. Um, but somehow or another, instead of a picture of future, there was a picture of two chains. Not the first time someone has made that mistake. That's a problem. That's a problem. Y'all are too well resourced. Y'all getting too much money to make that mistake and for it to go past. So I can't. Don't use my culture if you're that. If you're so not in tune with my culture that you don't know the difference between future and two chains. Don't use it. Period. It's appropriation. I, it's appropriation. I, I, would, I would point more to. I would point more so to the fact that they are the most powerful sports engine on this planet. ESPN. Don't make that mistake. Don't make that mistake with my culture. If you don't know, you need to get somebody in there that do. It's like y'all just googled March Madness and Magically Future came up, and some whoever the hell like nobody in that office knew the difference between Future and Two Chains. Yeah, it, that's and, a problem for not, me. Don't appropriate and, and, my culture if you can't. If it don't appropriate my culture, if you don't know the difference between two chains and future, period. 
Yeah, I, I recall similar stories with ESPN where they've made, um, and, and it's not like, you know, facial wreck mistakes or anything like that, but um, similar cultural mistakes where, you know, they, they get a song mixed up with somebody else. Um, I, See, I'm not... I, I recall similar stories like that. So See, I'm not, not that that's excusing them. Not that well, I'm excusing. I'm, I'm not talking about like I'm not talking about like you know a, a, a commentator or analyst or something confused. You know, getting that wrong. This is marketing material that you. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you're gonna make me find it on Bleacher Report where I saw the story at. But um, yeah, I'm not talking about. But I'm not talking about. I don't know. And I'm just saying, Molly, because. You know, I don't know. Maybe I got some, you know, some inclination to that. Maybe she don't listen to hip hop, which I don't really believe. But mm. that's like Molly. I'm not talking about like Molly. No, I don't believe that. Yeah, I'm not talking about Molly going in there mm. and 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 calling calling uh, you know J Cole Kendrick Lamar on accident. Like I'm not talking about something like that. I'm talking about marketed material. Mm-hmm. Where you using like you're putting this out as marketing as a company, where you say yeah. you know something about March Madness and you know Future's supposed to be there because Future made March Madness, and then you put two chains. Like that's that's that means that this was a premeditated right. this was right. premeditated. Uh, marketing this was premeditated you you guys had a plan to say let me uh you know play march madness and put future on there to give you know whatever whatever and you didn't you couldn't tell that that wasn't future that was two chains you didn't know because yeah. but you played yeah, march madness I, I agree man but um, you played march madness because obviously the name of the title, whatever, whatever, but you also recognize that hip hop kid like myself or or like the world at this point in at this point, we fuck with March Madness. We fuck with future. So you need to know who future is if you're gonna be using that marketing, using that as your marketing material to get us to go to your channel or your platforms to uh talk about college basketball. Go ahead, write him a letter, man. Go ahead and yeah. let, let him let him. I don't it, like bro. it. Tweet, I don't tweet, like tweet, it. Tweet him out, man. I don't like it. Y'all need to do better. Y'all need to do better, ESPN. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead and uh, get that complaining, brother. Mm. Hey, I had um. I'm sorry. I, I I did have one more thing here on the list. Um, it, just something interesting that came up yesterday on Twitter, um, regarding um unpaid internships. And um, it all got started when um, Jane Slater, who works for the NFL Network and mostly covers the Dallas Cowboys every week, had put something on Twitter posting an opportunity for internship in the sports journalism field, but it was an unpaid internship. And she was just looking to see if anybody uh, wanted to take interest in that. And once she posted that, immediately everybody started giving her smoke about, you know, offering somebody an unpaid opportunity. Now, part of the problem is, is that, and I just learned this about Jane Slater, that I, something I learned about her that I didn't know yesterday, 
was that her grandfather was, I guess, a well-known, um, you know, wealthy guy, you know, back in the day and, you know, had all kinds of assets and stuff and, you know, was able to help his family out and all that stuff, including her. So, um, so while she was going back and forth with people on Twitter, she was explaining how in the industry that's, you know, so hard to get into that, you know, people would, you know, jump out of bed just to get any one of those internships, regardless of whether it was paid or not. And what people took an issue with is, is that she's priv she was privileged enough to work an internship unpaid because, you know, because of her family's, you know, wealthy background. So in other words, she had an opportunity to work a, work a job and not get paid because her, I guess her necessities or her housing or food mm -hmm. and other things that you need to live off of were taken care of by her family. That, mm -hmm. that was, that's what was put out there by people mm -hmm. who disapproved of um, them putting <laughs> it out there. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll say this to just kind of wrap this up, right? So I've always known internships and again, and I'm, I'm just saying this in general, I'm not talking about the sports journalism field, I'm just talking in general. I've always known internships to be paid opportunities. Now it's, you know, it, it might be a minimum wage situation. It might be a little bit above that, but it's a, it's a paid opportunity. And it's also a situation where people get to learn the craft. People get to talk to different people, pick their brain and all that stuff, you know, kind of similar to, you know, sports and journalism and things like that. You get to do the same things, talk to people, get, you know, make connections and things like that. Um, my, my biggest deal is, is that not everybody is put in a situation where they can take an unpaid internship. Like me coming up, I had to work, you know what I mean? I had, I had bills to pay. So I wasn't going to take no, I, I don't want to call it a job because an internship is not, it's not I wouldn't say it's necessarily a job. It's more so, a, it's more so a project than anything. Um, I wouldn't take an unpaid internship if I thought my bills were going to be covered by somebody else. I, I wouldn't do that. I would take something where I'm getting some bread on the side. Or if I have a job and maybe an internship on a part-time level is available, then yeah, I'll take that as long as I know I got some income, regardless of whether it's coming from. But for people that are unclear about internships, it's not a job. It's, it's, it's a project and it's a situation where, yeah, you can learn um, all the natures of the business, but don't, don't get it twisted. I'm not, I'm not working for, I'm not working for free knowing that, you know, I got stuff that's got to get covered. So I, I wonder if you got some thoughts about that. Um, I, um, <laughs> if you get I yeah my my definition of an internship is completely different from yours you you saying that you are not I internships aren't paid <laughs> and I'm sure that they have internships where they throw you something though they don't have to pay you as much but mm -hmm. pay you what you're worth 
doing doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my entire life experience on internships has been that of it's a opportunity for you to grow and learn in that company an opportunity yeah. that you would not have otherwise because you don't have the qualifications to do the job. It is a free, you're working for, you're not working for money. You're working for experience. That's been of my course. experience of what an internship is. Um, it, I think we said, I think we said the same thing though. Okay. I thought you said that internships should be paid. No, I was saying that internships aren't jobs. Internships, okay, are pro- okay, are, are okay, projects. Okay, I thought. Okay, I misheard you then. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, you yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, I, I mean, if you can find a paid, I mean, the reason why the term paid internships exists because an internship is normally not paid. The term is right. internship, like the term mm-hmm. paid is included for people who happen to get paid on their internship. But even then, I would imagine that it's not you getting paid like an extravagant amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're getting paid less than you would if you had a job per se. Otherwise, it'd just be called a job. Yeah. Um, I For those that give her flack about her situation where she could take an internship because her, all right, I mean, you can you can go that route. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if you were in her situation and you could uh, intern for Jay-Z and you could cover your bills, you'd intern for Jay-Z because of the knowledge you would gain from Jay-Z. Yep. If you yep. want to get into politics and Michelle Obama wanted wanted you to work an internship with her mm-hmm. but you could still pay your bills you would go do that you would you would go for it yeah because you can pay your bills and you mm-hmm. can so i mean mm-hmm. some people i mean internships are normally things for younger people because they're young they don't have as many bills they might not you know they don't have kids or uh, right. have to pay, you know, they're probably living with their peoples or they're in college, you know what I'm saying? Like their expenses are paid for so they can allot time to gaining experience in hopes to one day turn it into a profession. Um, mm-hmm. so I, look, don't, I, I, I'm not going to give shorty no flack behind, uh, offering an internship or jokingly offering an internship, whatever the hell she was doing to try yeah, to yeah, she was no, it was no joke. It, it was no joke. Oh. It was a, it was a, it was a serious um, opportunity that she decided that she heard of from someone mm-hmm. and decided that she wanted to share the opportunity for anyone that was interested. And again, it's in the context of sports journalism. It's not in any other field. It's strictly yeah. sports journalism. And, you know, people started tweeting and saying, hey, if you're talking sports journalism, then, yeah, there's people that have had to, you know, work some nights and then maybe go do an unpaid internship or vice versa. Hell, I Um, was doing an internship. I was doing an internship 2014. mm -hmm. I mean, I I could only do it because I was I'm I'm an old man. I need my sleep. But I did it for, I mean, I did it, I did it for a strong, uh, I did it for a strong three months before I couldn't take it no more. Shout out to my man, A-Rock and Greenhouse Studios. I Man, I would get home from work um, at 12 in the morning, mm-hmm. change out, 
go straight to the studio from one till eight in the morning. Yep. Just enough time to catch a nap and get ready for work again. I ain't mm-hmm. get paid a damn dime, but I was but the experience. Was, yeah, was, and, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. When it comes I, to internships, it's all about experience, making connections with people, and being able to grab knowledge of the industry that you're entering yeah, at. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. That's really what it's all about. I, I and just to kind of add this to a close, um, the folks that were giving her slander. Yep. Yep, you definitely just went out. Paid. Um, the issue they had about how how, how she was able to work an unpaid internship. Mm. Um, and, and, and quite frankly, I don't think that's anybody's business, you know, if you ask me. Um you went I'm out sure for you went out if for she a was second. honest about it from the jump. Uh no, I was I was I was saying um, I don't think it's anybody's business of her family and how wealthy her people are. Um, but sure, if she would have came out and said, hey, you know, when I did this internship for free, I was living at home and, you know, my bills were taken care of. If she would have came out and said that, I would have had no problem with it. But I'm certainly not going to come at her um, because she left that out because she's trying to promote an opportunity for someone. Yeah, because so, that opportunity might have worked for somebody. So everybody on Twitter that ain't got nothing to do, go find something to do. Absolutely, go find absolutely. something to do. Go find something. But, but to everyone, do. but everyone was just bringing up different industries. Like that's what kind of just made this thing take off. Like nobody kept it to the context of. I don't give a damn what context it was. If I wanted to do an internship, learning how to unclog a toilet. From a master plumber, and I wasn't getting paid for, but I really wanted to learn that field, and I could do it. Then I, then that's my business. I'm gonna learn how to do it, and hopes to be the best goddamn toilet unclogger I could possibly be. So, like, so what? That's what people do to get on the job experience. Hey man, go ahead and get them plungers, man. Yeah, bro, like fuck out of here. Go ahead, go ahead and get that, man. Uh, shout out to uh, Rough Buff in our uh, Facebook live chat. Appreciate you, homie. Uh, just want to wrap the show up real quick here. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on our social media. We're on Twitter at BarbershopSPOR2. Also on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Also, uh, if you're watching this on Facebook Live right now, make sure you continue to follow the Facebook page. Uh, let a friend to let a friend know to click the like button. Uh, also for our YouTube live viewers, make sure you let somebody know to let somebody know, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tell and, a friend to um, tell a friend. And then if you got any questions or anything you want to email us, the email is barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. And you can find this podcast on our platforms. We're on Spotify. Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. So, got nothing else for us.
Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. In South Dakota, we're looking forward to exploring new roads and wide open spaces. When you're ready to travel, go great places. Learn more at TravelSouthDakota.com.